Welcome to Dark Mode, the podcast that brings you sage advice from two technology experts. And that's not just what we call ourselves. That's what our moms tell people when the iPhone doesn't come in enough colors. I'm your host, Luke Miani. And I'm your host, Noah Rubin. On this show, we take questions from listeners, attempt to answer them to varying degrees of success, and maybe even have a laugh or two along the way. Oh, heavens. Maybe. A laugh or or, or more, perhaps even. Well, a laugh or That's two. Let's not get ahead impressive. of ourselves here. Okay. All right. That's fair. Uh, now, I, I think we got to start this episode by talking about a leak that has been getting a lot of traction lately, and that is supposedly that we are due for the, uh, I would call it a tradition at this point, of Apple introducing a new fun little little iPhone color. They're just like, ah, oh, time for a new one, you know? Yeah, you know, they give the, the iPhone line a little... Uh little extra pep yeah. pep in their in their step you know they've been out for for a while now we've seen the colors we've seen them all they're c- kind of old news i don't want to i don't want to you know i agree harsh on them too much but you know new I'm new bored. color new color it's always exciting i think it's about time now unfortunately this time around the color in question happens to be yellow and from from the rumors that we've seen i'm not gonna lie Noah. it it it, it looks like piss it really does it looks terrible I don't see I like the the theory like in theory a yellow could be a good color maybe like more of a gold than a yellow but not okay not the gold that already exists I feel like there's there's some there's some sort of like like a light like a spring these are spring colors right they're usually kind of like they do like sort of a spring color I could see like a nice you know spring yellow like like the peeps you know peep shade of yellow okay peep yellow Mm. right now we're talking right if it looks like the 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 rendered image here mm. uh, on Mac rumors, then I'm going to jump because that looks terrible. I don't like that one bit at all. Yeah, that oh, that's so weird. I don't. I think part partially it's the way that they like rendered the light on the back because like yeah, it's a I'm bit harsh. sorry. You said the P thing, and it's like the 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 right side looks like normal piss and the left side looks like dehydrated piss that's all i, I was gonna about. say it looks like the iphone needs to drink more water <laughs> jesus that's actually bad that's <laughs> so bad yeah and and so so here's the thing that's that's interesting is they mentioned at the bottom here that apple announced green colors for the iphone 13 series which i leaked by the way fun fact mm-hmm. and uh that was on on tuesday march 8th of last year and also keep in mind that that was on the regular iPhone 13 as well as the 13 Pro and Pro Max. So it does beg the question, are we going to get a yellow iPhone 14 Pro and Pro Max? And what would that look like? Because if it's anything like this, then yikes. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. I really like the look of the Pro I just love the back, like the Pro and the Pro Max, just like the this material on the back, the like the um what's it called? The glass, the like what's what's the name of this material that's on the back of the iPhone? Uh frosted glass. glass. Frosted glass, right? Frosted, yes. yeah. I love yeah. I love the frosted glass. I love the look of that. I feel mm. like 
they could maybe make the yellow work there. When it's just like solid yellow on the back, I don't know. But here's the thing. Look at the camera bump on this iPhone, on this render here. Because that's frosted glass yeah. on the 14 and, and 14 uh, plus, right? So that, You're right, yes. And that I kind of like. I kind of like. That's like a very bright yellow. That's sort of that peep almost yellow, but but like very bright yellow. And I kind of like that. I feel like it could maybe work on mm. the on the frosted glass. I don't know. You know, the the more I think about it, the more I I think you might actually be right. I want to see if they have a render here. Okay, so they do have the the old iPhone 10R, which was a yellow that I didn't mind because it was saturated enough. Mm-hmm. So if they did do something of that saturation level, I feel like that's not the worst thing I've ever seen. But I don't... I'm not sold. Now, I, I will say this, Noah. Mm-hmm. I have the black iPhone... Oh, I've got the, uh, I've got my case scoop case on it here. Uh, Giving them free advertisement on the podcast. No, I get CPMs everywhere. I'm going to bill them for this one. Just kidding. I don't think I can do that. But I've got the black iPhone, which is the best color. In fact, I actually think I, uh, I did a little tweet about that to see what people thought about that, and I totally forgot. I never checked the results, so let's find out. What do people think? Uh-oh, I'm correct. Ha 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 Which iPhone 14 Pro color is the correct color? And 40%! 40% Noah said black. 22% said white, incorrectly. 30% said purple. I, that, that, I think, is a deserving second. And 8% said gold, which is absolutely correct because the gold is hideous. I don't know. I gotta. I gotta give another look at the gold before I agree with you there. I will say though, I think it's that the, the purple is kind of disappointing. I'm always. I'm almost always gonna get the like color of the year when I get the new iPhone because I think it's that's yeah. like part of the fun. It's like you get the new phone. Absolutely. There's like you know, it's like you get the new phone. It's there. There's some things that are different, but like one of the easiest ways to tell that it's like the new phone is you know by the color because they have a special color every year. So and because they don't change anything else. Well, exactly right. I mean, if you look at it, if you look at this thing from the back, you wouldn't know that it's the you know that it's the new iPhone. Maybe you'd notice that the camera bump's bigger, but otherwise you wouldn't know. But you see the color. So I always like the color, and I will say that the purple is disappointing because the the previous two years with those like blues, the the darker blue and then the Sierra blue, the light blue, I really like those colors, mm. and I don't like them as much as the purple. No, I like them more. I don't like the purple as much as them. Hmm. Okay. No, I think that's fair. I think purple is is definitely one of the weaker ones. I think it should have been a little bit better, like just more colorful. Yeah. Like uh, most people don't even know that it is purple unless they look really closely and in certain lights. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not going to lie to you, Noah. I did have the intrusive thought. Uh Uh-huh. So... As you know, I go caseless because I'm a heathen and I like to play a dangerous game. You know, what can I say? I'm a bit of a a daredevil, some might even say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, as a result of that, do occasionally encounter an unfortunate scuff. Right. It happens. Now, I, in this particular case, you probably can't even see it, but 
like right in this corner, you can kind of see it as the light moves across it. I did do a bit of a just a just a little drop mm-hmm. on a concrete floor from about chest height. Um, so I'm in some ways very impressed that my only uh, shall I say trophy of this mishap is a small scuff in the corner of the phone. But given my propensity to want things to be absolutely immaculate it has crossed my mind to potentially upgrade my phone to the new color that comes out this week is that bad i mean is it necessary absolutely not could you do it for relatively little money if you sell your existing phone yeah you probably could I I think I might actually just you know go ahead and give it a shot. I think that could just be just for the just yeah. hmm. It could be an interesting video. I don't know if you were planning to make a video on it, but just like if you wanted like if the, if Apple comes out with like some color, we'll see if how good the yellow is, but like you know the the hmm. the theory could be if Apple comes out with like a really good color that you want, how easy and inexpensive is it for you to change the color of your iphone could be interesting now the less expensive option would be to just get a case that's true or realistically to use i've been using the uh the case coup case i'm gonna do a free plug for them because i gen- i genuinely like okay i n- i never have cases ever mm-hmm. but i obviously i'm gonna advertise phone cases because most people aren't stupid, right? Most people do have cases, and so they would like to know which ones are good. Now, this phone case, I, I, I will confess, as a caseless individual, I, I, ha- I do use it from time to time. You might have noticed it on our recent uh, undisclosed outing, shall we say, mm-hmm. whereby... Like when I'm traveling around and it's gonna be bumped and jostled, I do put this on it, and the the main reason is because it's it's MagSafe, uh, but it kicks out. Like that is nice. I uh, it's it doesn't because everything that I use for charging is MagSafe, which means that if a case doesn't have MagSafe, I might as well not have a case, right? Because it if a case is literally gonna prevent me from using my accessories for charging. What's the point of it? It's not protecting me. It's just stupid. So this has that. And then it also props it up. And having a propped up phone is something that I can't do without a case. So it doesn't cost me MagSafe and it gives me a propping up thing. So there there you go. That's all I need. That is pretty nice. And I'll say, you know, I am also a caseless phone user, as you can see. Hell yeah. I have my little MagSafe wallet on the back, but... Um, Absolutely. You know, otherwise, I am a caseless user, and I have been that way for a couple of years. I used to use cases, but these days I don't. The one thing I will say that that sort of just crossed my mind is I do have a little phone mount in, uh, like in my bathroom, like on the sink. I have one so that when mm-hmm. I'm like brushing my teeth, I can you know put my phone in the mount and like what play a video or something. So I, How long do you brush your teeth for? You know, two minutes. That's what you're supposed to That's do. That's not a very long video. Well, you start, you know, you, you put the video, you uh, you play the video, 
you do it for two minutes and then you continue watching the video you know after after your teeth are brushed see how that works i suppose i suppose yeah now i hate to derail the stream here for a moment but are you also hearing what sounds like a uh, an explosion sound yes it sounds like the what's it called the the boom the like the overused like boom sound yeah uh i don't know what the heck is making that sound do you and why it why is it in the stream do you hear it too yeah that's so funny and people are talking about it in the chat now i can't imagine that's coming through on our audio recordings so if it is and you're listening to this and you didn't watch the stream but you can hear the boom then gosh i don't i don't know what to tell you i don't this doesn't make any sense yeah that was how is it possible I have no idea, but it was really, there was like, it happened one time right after you said something and it sounded like it was on purpose. Like you said something and it was like, boom, it was pretty funny. Yeah. Like, like when they use it for like a, that dramatic accent that like, like I yeah. can't do the sound. Me you neither. know what I'm talking yeah, yeah, about. Yeah. Exactly. I'm so confused. I'm, I'm like looking at all the tabs I have open. Uh, I got nothing. I simply have no clue. Well, I'm not hearing it anymore. Uh, yeah, I'm not hearing it either. So perhaps we're okay. Good. I'm so confused. Not about the boom sound, but about Apple. Because we're not just expecting this new color to come out pretty soon. Uh, there are a litany of things that I don't understand about everything, really. I'm, I'm a confused individual, and I have no option but to vent. And... What we've got here is a rumor from Mark Gurman uh, that new 13 and 15 inch MacBook Airs are likely to launch by summer. Now, this also comes off the heels of another report about, gosh, the MacBook Air is confusing me because I swear to God, we had like one day ago, oh gosh, Chrome is, is absolutely not having it. Okay, here we go. We're good. All right. Friday, we have this article about the 15-inch MacBook Air. So, according to Ross Young, uh, Apple has been working on a 15.5-inch MacBook Air. He, he leaked this, by the way, over a year ago. So, this is not exactly like a completely shocking new revelation. Okay. So, we're starting with that. Early April is what Ross Young is saying. But an announcement and pre-orders could take place sooner, like March or at an early April event or something of that nature. Um, now, the thing that's weird is apparently they're claiming the 13-inch MacBook Air will be available with the M2 chip. Now, to me, 
That makes no sense. Ming-Chi Kuo says a 15-inch M2 and M2 Pro MacBook Air. That makes even less sense. What's what's the difference between a 15-inch MacBook Air and a 14-inch MacBook Pro if they have the same chip, similar size display? Is it just ports and ProMotion and, like, maybe the Pro doesn't thermal throttle? This, the math ain't math in here. Something, something is funky. Would you agree? Yeah, I do find it weird. You know, we've had, uh, we, we, we've talked about this a little bit, maybe on the show, maybe in person, but, you know, partially the whole thing about if this 15-inch launches with the M2 chip, it's already very late right. into the cycle of the M2. We're expecting to get M3 soon, but it also doesn't make sense for these to launch with M3 before DubDub because we were kind of expecting DubDub would be mm. where they would talk about the M3 chip. And then talking about the potential M2 Pro 15-inch, uh, you know, in the 15-inch, I think, you know, honestly, first of all, we saw the M2 Pro come to the Mac Mini, so that's one thing. And for another thing, uh, you know, the the MacBook Air, I guess maybe this was more back when uh, when the uh, Apple Silicon first launched. But we had that the right. MacBook Air and the MacBook Pro that were basically the same computer. And the main difference, well, a couple of things like the touch bar, whatever. But the main difference was like the fan. One had a fan, one didn't. A uh, little bit different build, whatever. So this could be another case like that. You know, yes, the 15-inch MacBook Air would start to encroach on the 14-inch Pro's sort of market, I guess. But there is, you know, the difference. The Pro would be a little bit smaller. It would be a bit thicker. It would have, I guess, better ports and ProMotion, whatever. So I could see it being another case like that. But it is a very crowded uh, space. You know, Apple has a lot of products, you know, in this yeah. in this space. I mean, I think if you really boil it down to just the MacBook Air 15 on its own, I think it will make sense. But it, it, it's definitely going to have a narrow, um, like, range. To your point about Apple being somewhat crowded, I mean, you look at the 13-inch, they got doubles of the 13-inch right now. And, you know, that, that MacBook deal's a sure thing, for sure. Uh-huh. Uh, and so, I mean... So the problem that you run into with the 13-inch MacBook Air already is that if you if you spec it up a little bit, you know, give it 16 gigs of RAM, half a terabyte, you're already at the point where you might as well just buy a 14-inch MacBook Pro. So unless you are absolutely sold on the form factor, there's only a very narrow range of the lower spec configurations or a used one. Uh, where it actually makes sense. But when you go to the 15-inch, which would presumably be priced at least one or $200 more for the same configuration, then honestly, I'm, that, that puts us at, what, $1,499, $1,399 perhaps? Uh, yeah, because the Air is, 12, is $1,199. So it would be $1,399 for a 14-inch. Now, in that base configuration or... 1599 with more storage i'd say hell yeah great deal do it buy it but you bump it up to more ram more storage than that and you're back at the 14 inch where it's like I- i'm gonna i'm gonna take that trade-off i'm gonna take the lower uh the smaller screen so i can get pro motion and more ports and more battery life abs and a fan so 
I don't know. It's interesting. But the thing that the the thing that really confuses me here is not the positioning of this product, but the timing. The 15-inch model will reportedly be available with the M2 chip. That is extremely unusual to me. And I I personally think that it's unlikely that we would see just a 15-inch MacBook Air coming out with a 10-month-old chip. So let's go back up to what Mark Gurman was saying today. So, Gurman is saying, probably more realistically, that they're going to launch both an updated 13-inch MacBook Air and a 15-inch MacBook Air. I don't see why you would do these things separately. I think that makes sense. Now, he did say that these models could use, I don't know, any sort of chip. He said plausible that it could have an as-yet-unannounced M3 chip, but he did not reveal whether the 15-inch would also be equipped with it. And he also said that a 15-inch model with an M2 chip may still excite consumers but would quickly become outdated because the M3 chip is soon. What I'm hearing here is that Gurmy, he don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess none of us necessarily really know, but I I feel like it really doesn't make sense, right? Because if they launch, right, when they launch, this is something that I said somewhere else that may or may not ever see the light of day but if this uh if this uh you know what am i trying to say if they if they launch the the 15 inch macbook air with this m2 chip it'll become outdated like almost immediately but then when they launch the new m3 chip right this is what i was trying to say when they launch the new m3 chip they like to put them in those base products so we'd expect Mm. to see you know a base macbook pro uh, whatever the 13 inch the the uh, macbook air and the mac mini right and so if they just update the 15 inch then i guess they could go ahead and update the 13 inch but then they would be i guess out of sync with each other and then it's like it's weird it's like oh you bump up to the bigger screen size oh well you're getting a last gen processor too like that just doesn't make sense seems like at this point yeah maybe they were planning to do it earlier and they couldn't for some reason but at this point i feel like they kind of just have to wait yeah, I'm. You know what? I'm gonna double down, because everything that you've just said has convinced me yet further that there is no way that Apple would launch a 15-inch MacBook Air with an M2 chip 10 months after the 13-inch with the M2 chip. That is stupid. That's a no. I also don't think. I think Ming-Chi Kuo is wrong as well. I don't think there's going to be an M2 Pro or an M3 Pro. That's silly. It's a fanless architecture. The M2 Pro, it needs a fan. It doesn't need that much cooling, but it does absolutely need a fan. And at that point, it's not even a MacBook Air anymore. So here's here's what's going to happen. Here's my take. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to get the M3 chip pretty soon. Possibly this month. We could, I mean, honestly, every Tuesday is fair game now for Apple to to tease an event. So we got to keep our, our ears and eyes and noses peeled, all right? Because it could be imminent. But sometime between now and June, I think we're going to get the M3 chip. That's, that's what I think. And I think that the logical way to launch that 
is obviously, as you said, in the MacBook Air, the entry-level stuff. That's what they always do. So it has to come out in the MacBook Air. And if it has to come out in the M2, uh, in the 13-inch MacBook Air, well, there you go. Launch the 15-inch. That's the big excitement thing. You get the new chip and you get a new form factor. That, to me, is a compelling product. If they don't do that, I don't see why you would even bother. Yeah, that's that's a good point. And I guess, you know, I was kind of thinking, you know, we're expecting the new chip to come at WWDC because in the past, right. that's where they've announced the new chips. And we've also expected, you know, three nanometer on the, the M3. We're expecting it to be a bit of a bigger deal than the M2 was. So we're kind of expecting that it would get some event time. It makes sense to be a dub dub, but there's no reason why it has to be. So sort of, you know, like you were saying before, there could be an event this month or maybe even next month, early next month, whatever it is. Hmm. There could be an event where they do what you said. They announce the M3 chip and they announce, you know, these new products and maybe the M3 Pro and Max and whatever, maybe those come at dub dub. So we still do get, you know, new processors. But they start the next generation a little bit sooner, and that would let them, you know, start selling these products. So maybe, maybe that happens. That's an interesting point. Um, gosh, it is it is confusing to figure out what makes the most sense. But okay, how about this? Here's another tidbit that might that might add some credibility to what you're saying here, Noah. Okay, take a look at this. A new iMac is reportedly in advanced stages of development, also according to Gurman. And now, obviously, this is to be expected because, quite frankly, I'm peeved that the uh, the 24-inch iMac came out back in 2021 in, I think it was April, and they just said, okay, there you go, bye-bye, and haven't touched it since. They killed the bigger brother, didn't even bother upgrading that. It's The poor thing's just been sitting around. So... To me, if we're talking about this new iMac coming to fruition and we're talking about a 15-inch MacBook Air, what do all of these things have in common? As you pointed out, they are all these entry-level uh, base-tier chip products. So if, if this iMac is about to launch and a new 15-inch MacBook Air is about to launch, I'm seeing, boom, press release or event material right there. Your new chip goes in these devices. That makes sense to me. Now, where, where this gets a little irritating is that Apple only put the M2 chip in the Mac Mini like 25 minutes ago. So presumably, that would not happen this time around. And And for whatever reason, that seems to be a trend that Apple is just sort of leaving out certain chips on certain products uh i mean last summer we got the m2 chip but the mac mini just stayed chilling for like seven more months the imac completely got ignored probably skipped that generation altogether so now it seems like we're we're gonna do it again this time we get the imac and the macbook air maybe they just say ah forget the ipad uh, forget the forget the mac mini don't don't need that like i i don't know why they wouldn't just do everything all at once you know why not do macbook pro macbook air 15 inch macbook air 24 inch imac mac mini boom everything all at once yeah i mean it 
it, it would definitely make sense for them to do that. I think part of the reason might be so when they announced you know the Mac Mini with the M2, that was part of that weird event that kind of got pulled out of the thing and it was announced like months after we were expecting it to, right? So that could be part of the reason that like maybe True. that Mac Mini was supposed to come out a few months earlier than it did. Still probably would have been a bit true. too soon. That's probably still too soon for them to immediately go and stick the M3 in there. Maybe that's just the new cycle for Apple, right? Like, these chips are so good that you really don't need to upgrade that often. Right. So if they, you know, they stick out the new products, it's not like yours is, you know, outdated and, and unusable at that point. They just, you know, they have the latest chip, they just stick them in there. So maybe their timing got thrown off there. Maybe the, the Mac Mini is going to miss the M3 or it'll get the M3 later. We'll see. The iMac is a complete mess. I honestly, honestly, I completely forgot that it existed because the, they got rid of all the bigger ones and the 24-inch hasn't been touched since that one upgrade. I completely forgot. Like, I'm not even kidding. I forgot that that was like a product that Apple builds. Like, I'm not kidding. That's like, that's bad. <laughs> that is pretty bad. It, it's... It's definitely fair, though. I mean, I thought that Apple Silicon was going to give us a little more clarity and organization, but it seems like that's not the case. And uh, we actually got a, a question here from Concept Central who wants to know about the larger iMac. Because it seems like Apple forgot that they made that one at one point, too. Like, my goodness, what are we, what are we doing here, folks? And... I, that that segment right now is completely borked, right? It's to, it's totally confusing. Um, like, would they just discontinue it, not even try, in order to get people to buy a studio display and a Mac Studio? Well, I I don't know if that's the case because a studio display plus a Mac Studio is it, it minimum minimum without even getting a keyboard or mouse. You're spending what is it like thirty? Thirty-seven hundred dollars. It's it's not cheap by any stretch of the imagination. So that's confusing. Doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Not to mention that the the studio display is a hundred dollars cheaper than an entire iMac with a computer in it that it replaced and has the same panel. So that doesn't make sense. And then we hear and get this. We hear oh the Mac Studio came out because the Mac Pro wasn't ready. And now they're saying, oh, hey, you know what's next? You know what's, you know what's going to happen next? Ah, the, a new Mac Pro is going to feature a higher-end M2 Extreme chip. Oh, no, it won't. It was canceled. <laughs> so, so they're saying same design as the 2019 model. Huge, massive machine. But without even an M2 Extreme, so it's just an M2 Ultra, and you can't upgrade the RAM, maybe you can upgrade the storage. But why? So if it's not going to have bigger, beefier chip, and it's not going to have upgradable RAM, why Why does it need to be that big? What is in that? Yeah, exactly. Like, we've seen the Mac Studio. The Mac Studio is like super small and it's going to have supposedly you know maybe the same chip right and it works just fine in there like i get like i okay maybe the storage is upgradable 
maybe you can add some other kind of card. I don't know if that would even be an option. Like there was the afterburner card on the current Mac Pro. Yeah. I guess you don't really need that anymore because there's like the accelerators on the chip. Maybe there's some kind of other Absolutely. card that you can add to it somehow. There's no business for it being that big. Like that would be like if you think that like the Mac Mini looks ridiculous like that tiny little mac mini uh board in that case that's like way too big with the power supply that's way too big for it like that's ridiculous this thing is going to be like completely ridiculous yeah i mean it just there nothing makes sense noah i'm confused why are they doing this why not make simple i don't know i feel like the mac the Mac Studio is like, it's good though because it it has like that's right yeah. now they're the most powerful uh, desktop that they have and it's so small and like if they want to give it more power and some level of upgradability they can make it a bit bigger that's fine but like it doesn't have yeah. to be that big I think it's better when it's smaller you know some people say that some people say smaller is better. I agree. I mean, some people think that being large or even average is is unnecessary. Mm-hmm. There's people. Some exist. people. Some people are. Some people would argue that it's not really about how large your computer is. It's more about how you use it and what you're doing with it. And if you really know how to get the most out of a small Mac, then a large Mac is redundant. You don't need it. Absolutely. I could not agree more. Now, as it stands, the Mac Studio is a great product. I love mine because it is more powerful than the Intel Mac Pro while being a tiny little fella that sits on my desk. And I play with I play with my tiny little fella here. Mm-hmm. And it's great. Do. I stick my SD card in there mm-hmm. and it the Mac Pro doesn't even have an SD card slot. Paying all that money, don't even get an SD card slot. What what the hell? It's crazy. It, I wish it had upgradable storage. That I will say, absolutely. That had better be the case on this Mac Pro, or I'm gonna I'm gonna organize a riot. Alright? We're gonna storm Apple Park. But like if it doesn't, then what what is it gonna be? It's like Exactly. That's the whole thing about the Mac Pro. It's more power and you know, some sort of modularity and it sounds like you know maybe we're not getting either or at least we're not getting more power necessarily so like what's the point why why even exist like i don't know what they're gonna put in there if it's just two mac studios stacked on top of it dude it's two m2 ultras squeezed together Okay, this is effectively what the rumors are describing is a Mac Pro that is essentially just two Mac Studios on each other's shoulders wearing a trench coat and pretending that it's 18 to sneak into an R-rated movie. That is not a real Mac Pro. Yeah, that's first of all, imagine like if it looked like the Mac Studio but it was twice as tall and it was just like this super like I guess like an almost like an <laughs> Xbox looking thing, but like that would be pretty funny, just like a super tall little thing. But I I agree. That's that's not a Mac Pro. The Mac Pro is not just, you know, 
more power. And we can get into that whole discussion about the diminishing returns of having mm -hmm. so many cores, but like, you know, the, the core, you know, at that point you, you can have too many cores and not enough, you know, power on each core, and then it's not worth it anymore. It's the diminishing returns. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I for one, am hoping, though, that they don't kill the Mac Studio because some people were saying that the Mac Studio would get discontinued because it's not necessary and it was just a holdover until the Mac Pro came out. And to me, that seems kind of goofy because why, why would you go to such great lengths to design this incredible-looking product with an accompanying monitor and then just be like, okay, never mind, we're done now, kill it. No, it, nothing makes sense. Ah! <laughs> yeah, they can't. They can't just kill that right. off. It doesn't make sense. But then, like that, then that market becomes so crowded. There's like the Mac Mini, the Mac Studio, and the Mac Pro. Like you know, I guess that there's enough, you know, separation between the three of them that it makes sense. But like. I, I was just thinking before it's kind of funny because like we were talking about how crowded their laptop market is, especially if you throw a 15 inch air into the mix and we were talking about like how that pricing mm -hmm. would work. The, the desktop market on the other hand is, you know, much less crowded because there's literally one iMac and then there's the, yep. the, the Mac mini and the Mac studio. So it's much less crowded. Um, maybe mm -hmm. a little bit too sparse. You could, you could argue they could use another product or two in there. But I don't know. I feel like the they really need to bring back the bigger iMac. They need an iMac with the Pro and the Max chips in them more than they need a Mac Pro, I would even argue. Uh, yeah, that's, I mean, that's an interesting perspective. Uh, personally, I, th I think you're right. The, the laptops are getting a little crowded. Mm -hmm. But the desktops are... I think right now you've got the M2 Mac Mini, then the M2 Pro Mac Mini, then the M1 Max Mac Studio, and the M1 Ultra Mac Studio. That's a good progression, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. The Mac Mini starts out with the base chip, and we go up to the highest end chip. Now, yeah, you could argue the M2 Max and the M2 Ultra would be necessary to really complete it, but... Uh, it is what it is. I personally don't think we're going to get an M2 Ultra. I don't think that's going to exist. I've been saying that for a while, and I hope I'm right, and I hope that somebody pulls those tapes, and that is going to uh, boost our podcast to be number one because we're the best. We're not leakers. We're analysts, mm -hmm. and I think that that analysis makes the most sense. If we're talking about M3 coming out, you know, why, why waste our energy here with an unnecessary M2 Ultra? on these $5,000 products that people are not going to be upgrading every year, M3 Ultra makes more sense. So so let's say we get, in a perfect world, M3, M3 Pro, M3, uh, and those are in the Mac Mini, then M3 Pro and M3 Ultra in the Mac Studio. you got to have that fifth thing, that Mac Pro, that realistically, if, if I were to have my way, they should go back and just break everything out again somehow i don't know how but that's not my job to figure out i'm not the apple i'm not the trillion dollar corporation if you're gonna make a mac pro you gotta have upgradable graphics and lots of them you gotta have upgradable memory i'd even sacrifice upgradable memory but you absolutely have to have upgradable storage that is that's you we cannot compromise on that and i legitimately don't know how they would pull that off 
Yeah, so I will say, you know, first of all, upgradable storage, that I think we can expect because we've seen like in the right. Mac Studio that it's like technically possible. They just won't they let won't it let happen. you. Right. But there's no problem there. The other thing that I will say is obviously when Apple has designed this Apple Silicon architecture, they've designed it with all of their products in mind and they've designed it to, you know, take them theoretically like you know it should last forever right like when they were using power pc and they were using intel like not that they weren't Mm -hmm. always going to work with them but like once you take it in house there's nowhere else for you to go right like are they they're they're not going to like you know outsource they're not going to go back to like working with intel or or, or amd or someone to do these things like once you bring this in-house and you're doing it in-house there's nowhere else for you to transition to so this is you know they're going to be in this for the long haul now the apple silicon processors you know five ten years from now could look very different from the current ones but they're going to be hopefully they're going to be you know designed in-house and so i think that when apple Mm. designed these they had to have had the pro the mac pro in mind right they had to have at least thought about it and maybe they had the compromise and they said you know this first sort of generation or this first sort of like group of of apple silicon processors won't support this use case maybe they said that or maybe they have some way to do it some way to like you said break out the different components and you know make them be able to talk to each other somehow uh, and so that you can swap them out and, and they'll still work. So maybe, you know, it's possible. There's no reason why it couldn't be if they thought about it ahead and they built it, you know, in that way to make it work. We just, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll just have to see. Dude, I can't wait. It just, it, they, they just have to like, so the thing then the, the follow-up question to that is when? Because we've established that things are sort of lining up on the lower tier. The, the MacBook Air, the 15-inch, the, the iMac, this, these are our likely candidates to get the M3 chip first. So, the logical next question then becomes, if you... Uh, if you if you if you game this out in your head, let's say we get maybe in April even we get the M3 chip. Then at WWDC we get the reveal of the headset. Perhaps then it follows in October that we get the higher end chips. I think this is starting to make sense. March or April M3 chip. That probably needs its own event, which is slightly concerning to us because if it's in April, um, oh no, why'd they do this? Yeah, that would be, that would be very interesting if it happened in April. Yeah, Noah and I are going with our, our families on a trip to Italy. We've talked about this before. So wait, let me look at the dates here. I'm a little scared. So in April 13th, which is a Thursday, we leave. Mm-hmm. Well, realistically, the 12th, because we're going out of Philly. So the 12th to the 22nd. 
Gosh, if they oh no, they could really they could really mess this up, Noah. For me specifically, which is if they have an event on April 11th, that would be fine for me covering it, but then it's quite possible that they would launch products the following Friday, which is when I'll I'll be will be stuck in Italy and thus not able to get those initial reviews and then I'll probably be very sad. Oh no. Don't be sad. Yeah. Do you hear this Apple? Do you want to make Luke sad? sad? They probably do honestly. You're make me sad. Also, gosh dang darn it. Uh beans. You know what, Noah? If they do come out with an M3 chip, I'm going to have to buy so many of these gosh dang diddly darn things because Realistically, people are going to want to know what the difference is between like a binned M3 and a higher spec M3. So that means I'm going to have to buy one of each. And then they're also going to want to know the difference between the 13 and the 15, which means I'm going to need one of each of those as well. Maybe I could get away with only buying three laptops because maybe I could do the 13 inch base M3 versus the full M3. And then the full M3 in the 13-inch versus the full M3 in the 15-inch. So maybe I will only need to spend like $3,800. <laughs> oh, that's nothing. But what about the iMac? If they do an iMac, would you get one of those or no? No. No? If I was literally made out of money and I was just like a person manufactured from the ground up out of currency, mm -hmm. then maybe I would say, okay, let's, let's get that in here as well. But given that it's the same, it's the same comparison, right? There's only so much granularity that you really need. And I think at this point, people are just going to be like, okay, so it's going to be very, very similar. And that's all they're going to care about. So I, I don't think there's any need to review that. I just think it's a good thing to have. Hopefully, they'll give it a couple upgrades. Maybe, uh, I don't even know. I guess there's really nothing to upgrade apart from the chip. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know what speed the USB ports are. Maybe they could be next gen. I can't think of anything else. Yeah, I don't know that. I don't know that they even need to do that. I don't think there's any higher speed USB to give it. Maybe more ports? Maybe. I don't know. Not much to do there. Yeah. Golly. I, I don't know what they're doing here, but I will say the the timeline is starting to add up here. All right? We're looking at, let's let's call it, just for argument's sake, April. We get to an event with the M3 chip. And, oh no. What if they did this in March? Because we're hearing about this iPhone color. Maybe that mm. should just go at the event. So you think just do like a March, a March, uh, like iPhone color base mm -hmm. products, whatever? That could be a, that could yeah. be a little a little uh, little thing there. They got a couple of things going on there. And and aha. Uh -huh. Here's how they could get even more crazy, all right? 
Okay. Here's how this would work. In March, we know that TSMC is making 3 nanometer chips and that this month specifically is when they're scaling things up significantly. So, what if at some point this month, possibly the later half of it, we get the event, but like what happened in 2021 with the April event, there's like a month until launch. What if at the end of this month we get the announcement, but it's not until the end of next month that we actually get the products. And so that gives us M3, MacBook Air 13, 15, and an iMac. Then we get, you know, a new accessory, right? Like a HomePod or an AirTag or a, uh, an AirPod type of thing. Uh, new I iPhone colors and what what iPad is the oldest? What iPad needs a refresh? Maybe the Mini. Yeah, Mini. Maybe, you know, just a little just a little thing to throw at it there. I think you've got yourself an event there. I think you could do an event in a week or two. Honestly, we 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 could be looking at a March event next Tuesday, very possibly. Yeah, and I think you know we'll have to see what happens. But like, I think that makes sense if they get all of that stuff out of the way. You know, the next thing's going to be WWDC. Obviously, we've got all go. the software upgrades there. And then maybe we could start looking, you know, if they announce the M3 uh, at this hypothetical event, then, you know, we could see the mm -hmm. M3 Pro, M3 Max even, uh, and mm -hmm. maybe some of those products get announced. There's also the question about the headset. Are they going to talk about it at all at DubDub? There's some other things that they could talk about, but I feel like, you know, we said this before on a previous episode that there's like a lot of stuff that's being rumored and a lot of stuff that we're expecting to happen. So it would make sense for them to do, uh, you know, sort of two events or to, to get some of that stuff out of the way before Dub Dub. And then, you know, they'll still have plenty to talk about at, you know, WWDC itself. This is true because wwdc then gives us the room for the tease of the headset which obviously is a big thing and we d talked about that last week about how that makes a lot of sense that wouldn't come out yet but that's a perfect time to announce it and then at the end of the year you could do another mac focused event where you do the m3 pro and max maybe even the m3 ultra and then you announce the mac pro Hmm. We might have just figured out 2023 here, big guy. I hope. I mean, you know, sometimes Apple does things that that, that don't make sense. It's kind of how we started this episode, talking about how we didn't understand yeah. things. But I feel like that timeline kind of makes sense. There's a lot of stuff they can get out of the way, you know, this month, maybe next month. Uh, and then there's still a lot of stuff that they can do at WWDC. And then, you know, there's still plenty of stuff to do in the iPhone event and the Mac event at the end of the year. I think it makes a lot of sense. We just have to, you know, see what Apple actually does. Mm. This is good. This is a very good... I think, Noah, that we have done a pretty darn, darn good job of clocking apple's plants i think and you know even more than that i feel like we've done a great job this this episode because we started 
right in. There were there were basically no shenanigans. We started right in no on this. No shenanigans. It, we've been going for fifty, almost fifty-two minutes, almost the whole episode. Whoa! And we've been like on the money. We've been you know focused. We've been talking through this. No distractions. Yeah. No craziness. Usually we got a lot of craziness. None this time. I'm I'm very proud of us. We really like ate our vegetables today. We. We did a really we did a we did a podcast and we gave advice because we talked about buying, we talked about timing. We I, I think we should pat ourselves on the back. I think we did I think we did an excellent job. And so I wonder, you know, maybe we can take these last couple minutes here. We could get a little bit more goofy because we haven't we haven't gotten okay. a chance to do that. Do we want to talk yeah. at all about what's happened over the past few days? Obviously not giving anything away, but Maybe we could we could mention it a little bit because mm. some of it's not a secret. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, we're getting a little dangerous here. I think. I do. We want to get into it. I think. Let Let's do this. Let's do this. So Sam tweeted the picture of us. So that's 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 out there. That's been seen. Right. So I think we can at least say. That that Luke and I met up with Sam Cole and John Prosser in L.A. That's, that's true. That's public. We tweeted. That's public that, information. Yeah. That's been seen. Uh, that's known. So so without giving you know anything away, why we were there, what we were doing, I guess we could at least talk about. This was the first time that Luke and I had met John in person, which I thought was pretty interesting. Yes. That yeah no I th- that was uh that was a quite the experience. Yeah. I I've never met John Prosser in the flesh until this weekend. Yeah, and I found that hard to believe because like obviously okay me meeting him for the first time like sure that makes sense but like for you to have met him like I feel like you've like how long have you been in contact with him like when's the first time you reached out to him or he reached out to you. Gosh, that's got to be like 2020, I think. Yeah, it's got to be. And that's that's a long time. And you never... And the thing that's yeah. even crazier than that was that Sam had only just met John, what, a couple weeks before this, right? Yeah, that that's the thing that surprised me the most. I, I had not realized that they hadn't met. Yeah, I mean, they... just recently like they have their podcast they have their like merch line whatever and like they they literally just just met not that long ago it's pretty crazy it that would be like if you and i only met like a year ago having known each other for 10 years yeah that would be yeah like i don't that's like i guess you know people like this is like a normal thing now but like having quote unquote internet friends like people that you talk to online a lot but you like don't know in person like i don't know i guess yeah. a lot of people have that experience i haven't had that experience that much but it's, it's really interesting it's unexpected i don't know i feel like i the thing that was really unexpected actually though was that it didn't feel weird i mean like it's it's weird obviously meeting someone for the first time but when you've effectively known that person for three years now it was just kind of like oh hey what's up 
You're like a physical being. Yeah, I feel like it was interesting because I it didn't feel like meeting him for the first time. Like when I like there are plenty of times where like I've met, you know, like when I meet I'm like I'm pretty like socially I'm kind of I'm a little bit socially awkward. I am socially awkward, but I'm also very very socially conscious in the way that like I mm. always like I'm always constantly analyzing any social situation that I am in or could be in. Like that's just that just goes through my brain all the time. And you know, there are plenty of, like, you know, you, you meet someone for the first time, you're like acting, you don't act like yourself, you know, you act like, uh, sort of like a, like a more proper, uh, whatever version of yourself, uh, like more polite, you know, more like, um, generic, I guess, version of yourself with someone. When, when we met John, like, I didn't feel like that at all because like, we've been talking, the four of us have been yeah. talking a lot lately for some reason. We've been talking a lot lately. Hmm, weird. I don't know. But but it really that. felt like you know it felt like like oh yeah we're just seeing John again like whatever that was really interesting yeah no I I definitely agree it it's it's a very weird sensation but a good one yeah it's it's definitely in a good way yeah absolutely I feel like there was no there was no like awkwardness there was no like you know the getting to right. know someone had already kind of happened and we just like. It was great. Like we met up, you know, we we uh, we hung out. We did all the stuff that we had to do, and uh, and and it was I don't know. It was super awesome. Yeah, I I can't wait to show you guys what what we worked on. I think you guys are gonna like it a lot. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's I had a, a really great time. It's it's just one of those things that this job as isolating as it can be can also be really really great for just connecting people um it like these are not people that i would have ever ever met you are you 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 and i met in history class in the eighth grade so like that makes sense we lived like a mile away sam has lived his whole life in st louis missouri i i would all respect to Sam, I would never in a million years voluntarily go to St. Louis, Missouri. I'm sorry. <laughs> would not have done that. And John lives in Arkansas. So, I mean, if St. Louis is here, Arkansas is down, gone. Oh, no. I just, I don't want to, I don't, I have no desire to go to Bentonville, Arkansas. But, you know, it's, it's amazing what the internet does. That's It is really cool. Like, because I, it's funny because like I'm, very much like we do this podcast together otherwise i'm like very much outside of this i'm you know just along for the ride like you know we've been friends for a long time i've you know occasionally i'll i'll do things you know youtube things with you obviously we do this podcast every week um but like you know you've you know you make all these connections with other people that are doing the same thing same way that like i have coworkers that i see you know in the office like you don't have an office but you still make these connections and it's been super awesome for me to be able to join in as well and and meet some of these people yeah. and you know do stuff like this and super super exciting absolutely it's ah uh, i'm so happy what a great way to end the show which is unfortunately what has to happen now yes i think before we do people are asking when they can expect whatever it is that that, mm. that we're talking about first of all i will say mm. whatever you think 
is going to happen. I don't think it's going to be that. I think it's going to be yeah different, like bigger than 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 you even think. And I'm not going to say anything more than that. But it's we're we're all really excited about this, and we don't know the exact timing, but like hopefully in the next couple. Of, I mean, it has to be in the next couple of weeks, right? I'm really hoping. It's got to be. It has Abs- to be. It, yeah. Otherwise, I'm gonna f- scream. That's gonna be a that's gonna be a problem if it's not. So we're just gonna say, yeah, yeah. in the next couple of weeks, you will 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 be able to reveal it, and believe me, you'll know uh, you'll know when that happens. Yeah, and whatever you're thinking, you're wrong. Yeah, I, I'm pretty confident in that. In fact, we got we're we're only a little over time. Put your guesses in the comments here. What do you, what do you guys think our announcement is going to be? I want to I want to see what everyone thinks. Yeah, let's give them we're not going to necessarily confirm or deny, but I am curious, so we'll we'll take a minute here. Mm-hmm. What do people think? What do people think is going to happen? Someone said that John lives in a KFC, <laughs> which is definitely true. Uh and while people are typing, I do also want to thank uh we did have Rainer Richter here sent a super sticker. So that's great. We are not operating at a loss uh, for today's episode. And now someone said, someone thinks we're going to the dark side. Someone thinks Sam moving to LA. Somebody thinks let's all go to Puerto Rico. That'd be fun. Someone thinks a tech show like Car Trek, like an adventure with all four of us. Interesting. Someone thought that we just went on vacation. Arguably not incorrect. Someone said a wrestling match, which is frighteningly accurate. (laughs) Yeah, not for the reason you might think, but, but actually, yeah. Yeah. That's really funny. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, the genius and dark content house. Oh yeah, that would be pretty. That's good. Interesting. That would be interesting. Someone said car related. Okay, we have. Uh, I think no, we can sit very comfortably in our assertion that nobody is ever gonna guess what we're working on. I don't think so. And even if even if they did, even if they threw it out as an answer, I don't think that they would actually believe it. Like. It's, I don't know. I don't want to say anything. It's going to be really cool. It's going to yeah. be really, really cool. You know what? We should, we should, we should, we should end the episode uh, before we get too excited. Do you agree? I know. I'm, a, I'm like about to reveal everything. We, we got to just. I know. I'm going to spill the beans. Oh, gosh. Okay. Thank you, guys. Uh, thanks for watching the episode. I'm your host, Luke Miani. Have a good, have a good one. And I've good been your day. host, Noah Rubin. Have a good night. Okay. Bye. <laughs>